Welcome to our team. This is Saratoga Best. We are learning Parshish Matas Masai. This is part two, and we are discussing the question of um, which is better, the old way, the classical way in life, or the more progressive way. Each one has an advantage and a disadvantage, and that's really embodied by um, Matas is like the old ruling scepter, that stick, that hard that nothing changes, this is the way it is. And Masai it denotes the journeys that we go through in life, constantly leaving behind the familiar and going to something completely new. So, of course, the question would be which one is better. And we are at that moment in history at which this is the debate in the world. This is truly the debate in the world. Should we throw out the, new, the old way and embrace a new way what kind of new way, what what do we throw out of the old way, all of these are the questions. So, we are in um, Gimel of the Sikha of Matas Masai Tashin and Aleph, just at the end of Gimel. So, um, we said the strength of Parshas Matas is, you know, the ruling scepter. You know, they the king does, the king is in charge, and you just have to listen, to say it in simple words. And the the advantage of Maasai is the people doing the journeying is it's, it's on their level and therefore it fits them. You know, it's nice that you follow somebody else's rules and they get those rules followed, but it never necessarily transforms you. You remain the same, you remain obedient, but if the rules stop, you go back to being the same way. You know, it's like with the police, in our current system, um, as Rabbi Friedman said, if the police are fighting the people, the pe- police are not al-pitari, the police are there to enforce what the people believe in, which is Tyra truth. If the people, if the police have to fight the people, then that's not called real police. The police have to enforce the true rules and the, the true laws that the people agree on. They're not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be a war between police and people. Nobody agrees with the police. Something that's not a Torah system. So, if the, that means that in a society, and he was saying we really need we need to do shavuot. This is In a society in which nobody wants to follow justice, then as long as the police are in charge, uh, there's some justice. As soon as the police stop and they're defunded, the whole world goes into chaos. That's the disadvantage of Matos, that a rule comes from above. If the people aren't ready for it, then you haven't changed anything. The advantage of Masai is the people themselves go through the journey. But there isn't that, um, when you're depending on the people to go through the journey, there isn't that power of... Um, that power that comes from above, there isn't that authority. You know, we're all deciding. Let's all vote. Do we want this rule or not? And so that's the disadvantage, that you don't have the mighty power that you have when it comes from above, from the king, etc. So what would be the best? Which one should you choose? Of course, the red is going to say, I'll take both. Let's make a unique combination of the third choice, which includes both, the advantage of both, of Matas and Masai. 
And that's why we see the connection between Chazak and Masai Davka. On Shabbos Chazak, we say Chazak, Chazak, Yenis Chazak, and we're declaring the power, the power that we have, and we always say it at the end of Parshas Masai. What is this power in Masai? The strength in a place where there is an opponent. Mudgash Yaser, Bibirur, Atasun. So when you have an opponent and you've come to a place of power, that's because you've purified the lower elements, meaning you worked with the opponent and you got him on your side. You, you took care of the opponent. So of course you just say Chazak. Like that principal who went into the South Bronx and he worked with all the gangs and he got them to be on his team. That's called Birur Hatasun. He made them into vessels for goodness, at least at that time when he was there, until he moved on to another school. But he made them into his team. That's the Tafsan. That's when the people journey out of their limitations, Masai. Masai B'nai Israel Asher Yetzim When the people journey out of their place of limitation, and they go on the journey, and they go through their journey, then they will come out being ready for incredible light. That is Chazak. It's not only that the strength, the Chazak and the type of the, the infinite strength of the light of Kedusha comes into every place, no matter what. In other words, with method number one, Matais, holy light just comes down into the world. It doesn't, it just bathes every part of the world with the same holy light. It, it basically zaps everything, obliterates all the opposition. doesn't matter more oppo- op- opposing, less opposing. It just <laughs> it obliterates all the opposition, just bathes all the opposition in holy light. But the other way, what we're saying, that's Masai, but Masai is being involved with the opponent, and working with him, not just to zap him and get rid of him, but to transform him to your side, transform him to Kedusha. So, of course, the best way is put the two energies together. Because the mile of Mathis is, the advantage of, my, my, of, of Mathis is, there's a light of Kedusha that is above any limitations. There's this holy light, no limitations. Boom. It just doesn't, as we said, it doesn't relate to the lower world. It just, it just whitewashes everything. The strength of Masai is you're working with the opponent, but still you're not reaching as high as you can when you have holy light coming from above. So you can have people going into inner city, inner city neighborhoods. And they're really good social workers. And they're really, they're working with the kids and they're working with the gangs. And they really get to them, get them to a certain point where, you know, the gangs are controlled and they sit and they have, you know, they, they get together, they have get togethers with them and bonfires on the beach or whatever with, with these really rowdy kids every single evening. And they have done wonders. 
with these inner city gangs. They take them out to the country, seaside, bonfires, all that stuff. However, once they've kind of tamed these gangs, what do they replace? So the gangs have horrible hashkafas, horrible life philosophies. You know, we don't have to mention what, you know, if somebody belongs to a gang. You know, we don't have to go into all the details of what their life philosophy is all about. But the question is, what do you do when you tame them? If you're not replacing their life philosophy with something way higher, pure Torah truth, you really haven't taken them as far as you can take them. You did get them quiet. You know, they're making less trouble. But what are you giving them instead? You know, I always say, you know, I mean, I love Avi Fishoff. He does amazing work. But it feels like what he does is he takes these totally, these kits, these totally, totally, totally off the derrick, dangerously, terrifyingly off the derrick of not just Judaism but life, kids, and he helps tons of them, you know, through their parents now. He used to just work with the kids directly now through their parents in incredible rehabilitation. But I always, I, I sat there in his workshop and I thought, so what's your goal? To take a kid who, God forbid, drugged out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just total, really, 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 really struggling, and get him to the point where now he's going to be nice, law-abiding, Jewish young person who moves into a nice little two-story house on Avenue M. And la-di-da-di-da, and they all live happily ever after. That's your goal? After all that, after being in the gutter and, 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 then what you're going to do is, then what he's going to move up to is, you know, renting a house on Avenue M. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Avenue M in Brooklyn, but it seems... He's this child, this this struggling youth. Why was he struggling? He needs to be a leader. He is a leader, but the world doesn't understand his message. So he goes in different directions from pain and frustration and anger and all kinds of things. So just bringing him to, to rent a house on Avenue M, you didn't give him a high enough in influx of life to counter it. That's matais. Matais is if you combine matais with matai, matai is work with the people in their own journey and get them to the point where they are re in rehab and rehabilitated and they're normal right now. Normal isn't going as they say in the vernacular, normal don't cut it. It's, normal isn't good enough for a very powerful soul that had to go so low. So if you're just taking him on his journey to normal, you didn't succeed. If you're just doing a Maasai type of therapy with him, you didn't succeed. You need to do a Maasai and Maasai journey therapy with him. Maasai being from above, the holiest, unlimited, legal light, the deepest, most powerful hashkafa and the deepest, most powerful bleed ideas of whom you can become and encouraging you to become the most powerful leader. 
unlimited, no limitations. You can become anything beyond just buying, you know, buying a house on Avenue M or moving into an apartment on Avenue M. There's got to be more to life. So Masais is the part that when you add it to Masais, it adds that infinite light in which which enables you to go anywhere, be anything, become anything, be do anything, everything, and therefore, the real chazak is when you have matzis and matzai together. The strength of the light that that has no limitations, and the strength, of, the power of embracing the um, the enemy, the opponent, and getting him onto your side. Put the two together, you no longer have an opponent. He's no longer opposing. You lifted up the lower world. And there's, it's infinite, there's infinite light, so it's Kavua Venitsi. This is permanent. So the infinite light from above, the Matais, will bring about, what is its net effect? A permanence in the person's changes that came through his journeys. He was an opponent, now he's an ally. But you needed to be permanent. And so for that permanence, you need the Kayach of Matas. And so the fact is that Matas and Matai come in the fourth Sefer. Of, uh, it comes in Sefer Bamidbar, Bracious Shmais Vayikra Bamidbar, at the end of the fourth. And through this, you have the Shlemus of Chazak in Matas Matai. You're talking about the fourth part of the tyrant. And the truth is that three shows on a certain power. One is, life is perfect. Two is, you oppose the whole thing. And three is, you reclaim your truth. First is, this is my truth. Number one, this is my truth. Number two, I, I am opposing your truth. Num- that's number two. Number three, I reclaim my truth, but I look the enemy in the face. I look the opponent in the face. I brought him over to my side, and I have now embraced my truth in a deep, permanent way because I no longer have to fight or be afraid of the opponent. There is nothing that will oppose me. I, through and through and through, I've embraced that truth. Um, so what's for? The shlamus, the strength is, the strength is in four, in a sense. You know, when you have a three-legged stool as opposed to a four-legged stool. So we understand. Three is embracing your truth. Deeply. Four is it becomes stable. A three-legged stool will work. A chair with four legs is much more stable, way more stable. Grounded. That's what we want. Embrace the truth in such a grounded way it becomes fully integrated with who you are. It's, and it brings you to something called hisyashvus, being settled, the 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 ideas, the philosophy, the truth of terror, it settles itself down into you and you become settled. And it all, it becomes permanent. And so, um, and this then brings us to the fifth level, which is, the fifth level is called Hamisha Sopara, which is, in its source, the revelation of the highest light, and that makes everything happen. So now we understand 
why the why chazak chazak the nischazek. What does it have to do with the fourth safer that we and and what does it have to do with the three weeks? Okay, so again, so what is what does it have to do with the three weeks? What is matas matas? This whole energy, the one and the two and the three. Well, we're in the three weeks. Number one, obviously. I don't want to say we are in I don't want to say numbers. We are in the three weeks. And of course we know that the gullus is for the purpose of Gula. In fact, the moment that the base of Middish was destroyed, the next one was put in its place. So one, that's one of the things we, we want to experience now, just from that, that you know, the sun sets, the sun rises. And we're used to the concept of the sun has to set and then eventually the sun will rise. No more time. We said yesterday, everything is over. Maybe we said it in the number three sifa. Everything is overnight. In, a, in an instant, everything changed. And, you know, we already quoted many times what's happening in the world and how quickly it changed. So, of course, we understand that the old way of the gradual change, that's completely gone. That's totally gone. The idea that, you know, the base and the dish was destroyed, there's a Corbin, and we will work hard, and eventually the new one will be rebuilt. No, 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 no. That one's gone. That one's out. That one went out with whatever. I don't know. The uh, the horse and buggy. It's in, it's as as the destruction is happening, the building is happening. They happen at the same time, which makes us understand that today, everything, gullus to gula, depends on how you want to look at it. Because if destruction is building at the very same time, then by definition, you get to choose which, which one you want to call it. You say, oh my goodness, the base of English is being destroyed. Oh my goodness, the base of English is being built. Take whichever sentence you prefer and call it that. That's how much we have the power to create it as we call it. So, here in the Sikha, there are the sayings, the Maila of the Beis HaMidrash of the future, um, it was already said it when we crossed the sea, Shira Um At that point, if we had, um, um, we would have gone to Eretz Yisrael, it would have been permanent Geula. And um, since everything, right, if we had just done it all right, we were supposed to come into Eretz Yisrael, build the base of Medish, and that's it forever, folks. Great. And they all lived happily ever after. So, there's no if. If you had, then that. That's, 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 that's last generation's, um, stechy, stechy type of, you know, get you good and say, okay, I would have given you this, but you didn't do that, so then it's too late. We don't do that, and we don't believe that anymore. Tyra doesn't say, if you had only done that, then you would have, but you messed up. Tyra does, but at the same time, if you had, then it would have means it is. Because everything in Tyra is true. Everything in Tyra is eternal, including those things that come as a kasal, you know, what, you know, what if, etc., and it could be. If we had been Zeichet. Yeah, yeah, so. Then that means it's happening now. That means right here, right now, we have, even though we have the Korban and the Gullus, we also have 
the Indian of Gulen, Nitzchis, and Beis HaMikdash Nitzchis in a way of chayzik and taikas, power, strength. Because if we had done that, then we would have had that. Those words, take out, take out a few of the words, if and this and that. Oh, so we have, if we had gone in there, we would have the Beis HaMikdash Boom. Take out the if we, if, if, if. We have the base of the Shlishi. That's what Chassidus is saying. The Chayzik and Taik of the strength, the, the issue is in, okay, um, where's the base of English? It's there. But its power is top heavy. There's a power there in, if we had, then it's really happening. But it's a top heavy power. Meaning, Mitzada Elyon. Only from above. Great light shining down. There's the base of Mizush. It's probably, it's, I mean, according to what we understand, how the weeks in quarantine did such a, moved us forward so much in terms of having the base of Mizush in our own Dalit Amos. And we're, it's, there's something very powerful that happened in those weeks and is continuing to happen in terms of it actually coming down into the, into the world, etc. But still, it's still mostly, it's still more from above. From the infinite light above, boom, there is full base of English. Down here, there's still a gullah. Now, it's interesting. I'm just going to, this is my thought, that the more that, the more that the base of English actually comes down, descends into the world, the more the, what's called the Tostum, the lower world, recedes. You know, the water on the, on the beach moves further and further out. The more it recedes, meaning if the base of Midrash is already being pulled down here, then how do you say that on the lower realms you don't have it? So it looks like the resistance, the not being ready, moves from the world not being ready to internally us maybe not being ready. The resistance moves from general world resistance, which has to a huge extent been um, softened. So where is the main resistance now? As a Ilam Nathan Dalibai, I put the world in their hearts, in our hearts. The Gullah's mentality, the Gullah's resistance, which, you know, thank God for all our emotional addictions to all the old isms. Not thank God, but that seems to be where the the enemy has retreated to. He actually left the world and he's just hiding out in our little hearts and minds. Thank you so much. So, it's not enough that you have the strength of Geula and building the base of Mizish from below only because so, okay, so we're going to build the base of English down here. Yeah, but down here is a limited place. So the strength is limited. That's not a permanent base of English. So it's interesting. I can make myself into a vessel for the base of English, even though I'm saying the resistance is here in me. I can make myself into a vessel for the base of English as much as I can. But, it, but and I, this is something I would say that I discovered over the past few weeks a lot. Almost like, in a way, you can only get so far. <laughs> you know, in other words, it was like, here I was in Brooklyn, and 
my mood, I just wasn't getting out, you know, my, it just wasn't, you know, my stuff and get together with, get my stuff together and my stuff, my stuff. And at some point it was just, why don't you just go to the next, go to the next journey and a whole bunch of things lightened. There was kind of that feeling as as long as I'm sitting here looking at the stuff that I couldn't pull together, I'm just going to keep swimming in the same thing. Just like, it's it's like being on a diet. Just end the diet here do maintenance, and then you'll start again in two months because you're sort of stuck. How much can you already, you know, how much weight can you lose already as a person who has this and this and this genetic makeup? How much? So in the, according to the parameters of down here, you can only, in a way, get so far. You need to sync up with the holy light from above, which is unlimited, Get your hands on some of that light, and then you can fly into in infinity. Then you can do stuff that normally you couldn't do. You know, whatever it is. Um, yes, an example is Rebu Casile Leffler. He was uh, he was very learning disabled, incredibly learning disabled. His brain simply just didn't work. He would listen to Bachram review Hasidus and it was, it was so painful for him because he didn't understand anything of Hasidus. And he had, he got an, um, a bracha from the Altarebbe and he worked and worked and worked and worked on himself for years until he became really a genius in Hasidus. But he's one in a generation. It is possible. But in general, if my brain is like this, this, and this, how far am I going to get already? I'm, 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 I'm climbing up you know, I'm working against an, against huge biological opposition. But that's so on my own journey. I'm going to do amazing things, but how far am I going to get? Ah, hook up with the infinite light from above. Ah, then all the limitations can fall off. Hook up Masai. My journeys, how much I'm working with Matais. Matais is an unlimited energy. Then, wow. Then we just, then you can achieve anything. So, um, so, Right, so that's it. We need to hook up with the infinite light because we're only going to get as far as we're going to get. We can do amazing things, but we can go, but, but that's not, but we really need to, to, to hook up with infinite light. We really need to take the, the people who went to rehab and connect them with the deepest truth so they can step into becoming leaders because nothing less will do for them. They were destined to be leaders. You can't just get them an apartment on Avenue M and they'll get a job working at the, you know, whichever photo company, you know, what's it called, the Fifth Avenue photo or whatever it's called. You can't just do that. They need more. They need to be leaders. So um, this is the difference between, I get stuck here with the footnotes. This is the difference between the, the first, second, and the third base in English. The first one was built by Shlomo And what did he sit on? Vayeshev Shlomo Kisei Hashem. 
He sat on the throne on the, the chair of God. Four legs, right? Four legs. This was no three-legged stool. Four legs. But most of what he was achieving came from above. It was the Avite of Tzadikim. And it wasn't so much, he sat on his throne, everybody came to him. He didn't travel around, he wasn't going out on shlichus. His service was, you sit on your throne, you're the king, and you kind of send out, you know, light from your, from Yerushalayim, you send out light to the whole world, spiritual light to the whole world. That's coming from above. That, he built the first base of Mezish. The second base of Mezish, was from those who came up from Babylon, Babel, in the days of Ezra, and mostly that came from below. We had to work very hard, do the Avaid of Tshuva. So, um, and that basically just was smaller, physically smaller. Oh, sorry, no, no, Lois, Lois, Shaykhus, Gadaliyas, Elohim. I got it wrong, sorry. Godly, um, Sorry, the second base in English was bigger. It lasted for 10 more years, for 420 years instead of 410. It was a little bit bigger. It's part of the world. World, build it with the tool of the world. But it's still going to be limited. It's from the world, of the world, of the people, by the people. It's going to be limited. And that's the kind of base in English the, the first one could be destroyed because the world isn't ready. The second one, you can only get so far, so it can be destroyed. And so we're sitting and waiting. We're kind of in the middle of building the third one. So the Hiddish of the third one is putting together both energies, as we said. Very high light, permeating the world permanently. That's it. A truth that you have, this is what we're dealing with in the world today. A truth about authority. Defund the police. What is all that all about? There is a cry in the world. We understand many of the people who are demonstrating, they're not lishma. It's, 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 you know, it's all messy politics involved. We know that. Insane politics. Not messy. Insane politics. We know that. But at the same time, it's called Mazleho Chazek. Their mazel is speaking through them. But they're saying, we need a new way. The people have to come to a, a position of morality that becomes permanent. So um, this third goal is sometimes is called the fourth and sometimes the fifth. So when we say Chazak, Chazak, Fenis Chazek, on Parshas Matas Masai, what are we saying? We say it three times. Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek. We're hinting at the Chazaka of the third base of English, the third Geula, that comes after the first and second with this interruption. By putting together the energies of both. And when you do that, you do it in the fourth. The fourth energy. Permanent. Sit on a chair. Grounded. Which would explain now, oh boy, that would really explain. If this is the whole Avaita, number four, Chazak, number four, it really explains to me mine, the need of a Jew to feel grounded, four legs, not three, not two, four, 
on the fourth Seder, when we come to the end of the fourth Seder, we say, Chazak. There's a power there. There's a power invested into us. Chazak. And it's grounded. And therefore, if a, if a Jew wanders around the world, wherever he goes, he feels that he needs to feel grounded. You know, he has to settle in wherever he goes. At that moment, even sitting on a park bench, gets settled in. And the, our Avaitas get settled into that park bench, do a little transformational work, whatever it is, whether it's just say the psukim, daven there, say some pilim, anything. Ground yourself, root yourself into that park bench for three minutes and make a little home right over there. Four legs. Kazak. It shows on a level in itself, which is higher than, uh, uh, um, higher than number one and higher than number two. It's, it's a very, in other words, we said, remember, we said number one is it comes from above, but it's not so grounded. Number two is it's grounded, but it doesn't have so highlights. The fourth level is grounded and holy and effective and eternal and warm and cozy and yummy and amazing and name all the good words. It's it. It's chazah. So, and we're going to sum this all up in a second. Um so all of these numbers have to do with the base of English of the future. It has to do with when we read it. So all of this we're saying, it is specifically in the three weeks. Three weeks, third base of English, fourth month, fourth Seder, fourth Geula, going into the fifth month, um, fifth Geula, so the Geula that connected to Pyro, the revelation, the revelation of the highest, highest, highest light in a wild, intense way. So we'll do one more little part here, um, what, it, what it takes us to. Okay. Um, we're, we're getting ready for the month of Av. Next week, I guess. Begins with, begins the nine days, Rosh Chaydish Av. It's the only place where it speaks about it in the Torah, a specific date. There aren't a lot of dates in Torah except for this, this holiday on the 15th, this holiday and that one. Other than a holiday, dates are not so much in the Torah. This one is. It says, Vayal Aaron Akayan Oharahar, Vayamasham Bechaydish Achamish Beachad Bechaydish. On the first day of the fifth month, the first day of Av, Rosh Chodesh Av, that was the day of the passing of Aaron Akayim. And so, this is a Chiddush, as we said, because where do you see these dates in the Torah? So obviously, there's something huge on Rosh Chodesh Av about him. His whole Avayda is brought into the world. And of course, we know what it is. It says, Vayiru kala Everybody saw that Aaron had left the world. Everybody cried. The men, the women, etc. The men, the women, the children. Why? We know why. He pursued peace. He did all of this. He pursued peace and he brought everybody up close to Tyre. He brought everybody in into into a vision 
of their potential. And then what happened right after that? The Kananim heard what happened, and they had a field day. They heard that Aaron the peacemaker, had left the world, and the Kananim came along, and wow, they had a good time. What, it, what happened? It's teaching us that as soon as Aaron passed away, the clouds of glory were gone. So, hmm, that's not really good news. But obviously, anything we're learning in Chassidus today is going to be good news. So where's the good news? Oh, great. So, Rosh of the clouds of glory leave? No. So then what? The Mila, the specialness of the clouds of glory, they were in the Swiss of Aaron, and also there was the Mun and the water that came through, the Mun through Maishavenu, and Miriam gave us, through Miriam who had the, the water. The Mun, the manna, was given in a certain amount. You know, you could only collect this amount. Every day, an Aina, you got a certain amount. The water, it wasn't so much limited, but it was still divided. Every, every shavit took their stick and they would draw a line on the earth from the, that rock, that, the well of Miriam, and they would draw a line all the way to their camping place and it would create a river. So there were 12 different rivers. The clouds of glory, it's hovered above us. It was protecting everybody the same. This, you know, we're all in it together, guys, together, energy together. You know, it's kind of like camp. You know, like we're all in it together. Everybody put their hands on everybody's shoulders and let's just be one unit. This was the clouds of glory. And he pursued peace. He kind of like, hey, guys, let's just get along and everybody be together. That's called, I have, right, I have, I have, that's a Brias and a Carbon Because he brought out this Nukuda of Achsah. So, so, um, we're talking about something that is so high that it can bring together all the energies. It can bring together the highest, the lowest, the biggest, the smallest, the thinnest, the heaviest, the, the you know, the strongest, the weakest. That kind of energy, these clouds of glory, just gets everybody together at the same time. And that's what we see in Birchus Kainim. Birchus Kainim, it kind of doesn't matter who you are. Birchus Kainim will bring down the bracha to you, um, even kind of if you don't deserve it. It just enables, it, in, a, in a certain sense, it enables that all the brachas are kind of brought down. There's a stopping point. When a bracha is coming down to you, there's a stopping point to ask, do you deserve, do you not? Do you deserve, do you not? And there are many, many, many such points where it stops. By the time it gets down to us, there's not much left. Birchus Kainim just says, okay, ready, set, go. Do not stop along the way. Just go straight to the bottom. One, two, three, down right to you. The bracha comes right down without being held up, without all the judgments. So, so we want to end this off with something that, a revolution. And remember, a revolution is happening in this moment, in this sikha. And when it was said in Tafshin Nunal of 1991, it revolutionized the entire world. Everybody, red light, red light, red light, red light. Listen to the revolution and let's take it into our hearts. 
because we want to, if the revolution has happened, and I'm going to say in a second what it is, we want to stop saying the old pre-revolutionary uh, propaganda stuff. No, I'm not going to say propaganda. The old pre-revolutionary uh, philosophy, it's gone. There was a certain way that people spoke for all of history, for 5,751 years, before the revolution. Once the revolution happens, those statements are no longer true. I'm going to say in a second what the revolution is. Again, whatever we said for 5,751 years about the destruction of the base of Mizush, etc., they are no longer true. They have been replaced by the following. Abbas Yisrael. What does that mean? Why we used to have to do Abbas Yisrael because to, to get, to be Mabatal, the reason for the Gullah. We used to be told have Abbas Kinam, unlimited love. Why? Because we had a certain uh, slogan. Sinus Sinum caused the Gullus. Sinus Sinum caused the Gullus. What's Sinus Sinum? Unlimited hatred. You know, just uh, what, hatred for no reason. Caused the Gullus. Most of the Jewish world still uses those two words. Sinus Sinum. They need to be erased from every book and burned and thrown in the garbage. Sinus Sinum went out of style. When? Parshas Matas Masai Tafshinunalak. It's gone. You may find people who are quite nasty, God forbid, but you cannot give them their, you cannot apply the word Sinus Sinum to them. What they're doing is something else. It's not Sinus Sinum. We always had to have avaschinim, unbounded love, because what destroyed the base of Mizush was unbounded hatred, sinasinim. However, so, lahadgish, I'm going to read it in Hebrew. Lahadgish akesher vashayf to avas Yisrael l'gula asida, to emphasize the importance of avas Yisrael to the geula. Lorak mitnei bitl agolos, hu ayyidei bitl sibas agolos, sheba ayyidei ahepach to avas Yisrael. Sorry. Meaning. We have, we still have to have Ava Sinim. But not because of Sinus Sinim. We're done with that one. We're done with that one. The reason we, because we want to get rid of the gullus now, and we want to get rid of the reason for the gullus that was back then. Once upon a time, there was sinus chinam, and it caused the gullus. And we need to get rid of any reason for the gullus. It was the opposite of Abbas Yisrael. The Rebbe doesn't want to say those words. It was the opposite of Abbas Yisrael. But now we are standing at a point that we finished the 42 journeys in the, in the mid, in the, um, desert of the nation. And where are we now? And where are we now? Al Yardin We are standing on the, at, right at the 
you know, entrance to Eretz Yisrael, Yardin Yerichad. And um, Yardin Yerichad is not just a place. It's a level of Mashiach, Marach Vadaim. We are standing at the, we are standing at the um, doorstep of Geula. So surely the reason for the Golis has been fixed. Done. And therefore, so if the reason for the Golis, which was hatred, unbounded hatred, done, we can say, done, 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 done. Then what? So why are we doing Avicii Troll now? Not to get rid of the reason for Golis. No, 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 no. Then why do we do it now? Why do we have to do Avas Yisrael now? To get rid of the reason for the Galus? No, 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 that one's done. Then why should we do Avas unbounded love? Because it's the food of Geula. It's the smorgasbord of Geula. In Geula, it will be thousands of different varieties and flavors of love. Love of Hashem, love of each other, unbounded love. Infinite love. All flavors, shapes, colors, etc. So we have obviously Israel today to start tasting that love. To start tasting that ge'ula as a taste and a beginning of the ge'ula mitis vashlema. And this ge'ula is connected with the nekuda of unity which can't be divided. Hey, we're all together, guys. You know, we're all one unit. Can't eat around the campfire. That, well, obviously, that taste, that is a taste of the gaula. That's the way it's going to be all the time in gaula. And it comes from the level, it's, 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 it's connected with the axis of, of Yisrael, of Yidin, and it comes from the level of Yechida, the fifth level. But the same in every single one of us, the spark of Mashiach, and so, therefore, when it says Makarvan the Tyra, Aaron would get everybody closer to Tyra. That means getting every single person, including ourselves, closer to the level of Tyra Chadasha. That. So again, so to end off, that that's the revolution. Forget about fixing up the reason for the Gullahs. Over. Done. Now we're we're tasting the goodies of Geula. And the goodies of Geula are Avas Yisrael, Avas unbounded love. Unbounded love. And unbounded, we could say, looking into people's souls, seeing their potential, supporting them, nurturing them, nourishing them, being with them in the trenches, being part, they're part of us and we are part of them and we're in this together. And we're unfolding an incredible Geula. That's the energy. And that's the only reason we're doing it. The other stuff, thank God, over and done with. That was pre-revolution. And now we're on to just tasting the food of Geula together at the most incredible meal that we'll all enjoy together. And we should find ourselves in the base of Mikdash immediately now.